Now, if my calculations are right, there's been 99,150 Sundays ago that a human being in this case God in a human body came forth from the grave 99,150 Sundays ago you say why did you bring that up? Because I haven't forgotten it. You understand what I'm telling you? Historically accurate. Eyewitness accounts. I'm just saying. That goes back a while. By the way, I figured that number of Sundays out on a sheet of paper just added up the years beginning from two, from 2015 going back but I had Dan double check me Dan the butler Kay's butler I said see if you can verify I have a number in my head how many Sundays ago Jesus came forth from the dead I said can you figure that out Dan with that black box you have computer you're a computer freak that, what does the computer say I didn't give him my number I just said, figure it out and see what you come up with. He worked on it about five minutes. He said, 99,150 Sundays ago. I said, bingo. <laughs> 600, 600 years before Jesus. Oh, Lord, you persuaded me, and I was persuaded. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say, I will not mention him. And I'm not going to speak anymore in his name. His word is in my heart like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whispering, terror on every side. Report him. Let's report him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip saying, perhaps he'll be deceived, then we'll prevail over him and take our revenge on him. We're going to bring him down. But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. So my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. O oh Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind. Let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Jeremiah the prophet said that. So if trouble comes your way, 
Don't forget that. Jeremiah 20. Read it. 700 thereabouts years ago, Isaiah the prophet said about some individual coming. He's speaking of what's going to go down 700 years from the time he said it. It's like me saying something today and I'm predicting what's going to happen in 2715. For it to come true is quite astounding. Would you agree? The Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me. Somebody's coming from somewhere. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release for the prisoners. Somebody is in prison and somebody's coming to get them out of prison. He sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Fast forward 700 years. Just come forward 700 years. One Jesus of Nazareth, a carpenter's son. He was born in a barn. As far as I know, he didn't have any money. He didn't have a house. He didn't cover over 30 miles his entire life. 30 miles? He just appears as a human. And he went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. They all knew him. It's like being born and raised in West Monroe. He went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. I wonder where he's going to start from in Isaiah. I just read you Isaiah 61, 700 years earlier. Somebody was coming to release the prisoners. Unrolling the scroll of Isaiah, he found the place where it is written. And what I just quoted 700 years previously. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Sound familiar? It was said 700 years ago. Now Jesus, the carpenter's son, is reading it. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor then he rolled up the scroll Jesus of Nazareth rolls the scroll back up and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him And he began by saying, today, 
right now. This scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I'm the one. They were like, say what? We have a God who created the cosmos. How did he get here? In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. John 1.1 says, in the beginning, back there in Genesis 1.1, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all Things were made. I keep thinking about that giant planet. Just one of them. Look up on a starry night and you say, this is huge. It is gigantic. Whoa. All the planets, the galaxies, the stars. We're 8,000 miles around our circumference. There are planets out there, 1.5 million to 2 million miles around them. Flying wide open in a jet, taking like 1,100 years just to get around some of these planets. Through him all things were made. You said, through the one that came out of heaven through a human female's womb with no sex, none, and the one through whom the cosmos was made is crying in a barn. You're like, I'm a C-plus man. Then he says, these people have been making these predictions. I'll be the one. I've come to preach good news and release the prisoners. I'll walk on water. I'll raise the dead. I'll heal the blind, the sick. And I'm going to show you, folks, what I can do. First of all, if I can come from heaven way out there, I created the cosmos, and I come through and become flesh like you, a human. I don't know about y'all, but you know what I call that? I call that the mother of all arrivals. You ever heard of another person ever that can top that arrival? You can't even imagine anyone coming close to that arrival. You talk about an arrival. <laughs> I'm thinking... How did some fella, if this is not true, dream that one up? Incredible. He's the one who said, first of all, just get in your head. This Jesus. He'd be big. Be powerful. Powerful. Are you kidding? 
He just, with the word, the cosmos just, I think I'll go with uh, the big man. Go ahead. I'm going with the story. You know why? Because if you hold to my teaching, Jesus said, then you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Remember, 700 years earlier, and there's a bunch more, I'm coming to release the prisoners, the captives, the brokenhearted. I've come to release them. They're all like, we're Abraham's, the bunch he told that, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves to anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? What are you talking about? Jesus replied, I'll tell you the truth. He's telling you why he's here and why he's big enough and powerful enough to get the job done. I'm going to do a great thing for you humans if you want in on it. What did the guy say two or three days ago? Well, they taped him saying it. There's no great religions. They're stupid. And they're dangerous. All of them. So this is stupid. I tell you the truth, everyone who, who sins is a slave to sin, Jesus said. Let me ask y'all something. Be honest. All you visitors too. Be honest. If you ever sinned, you can raise your hand. Raise your hand if you've ever sinned. Looks like everybody in the building has sinned. You know what I know about you? You're honest. We have a world where they say sin. They were just like these people. Be set free. Watch. I know sin's a problem. He said everybody who sins is a slave to it. If the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Something has to be done about your sin. You're a slave to it. You're under a law of works. You never kept the law at all. They say, yes, we did. I know you're Abraham's descendants. Listen, yet you're ready to kill me. You don't have to be set from, free from anything. You're trying to kill me because I say you're a sinner. Because you have no room for my word. I'm telling you what I've seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your Father. Looks like we have two fathers here. Jesus has his Father, and the most religious people on the face of the earth have another Father. Who could it be? It's the one they need to be set free from. Everybody in this room today, all of you have had another father at one time in your life. I had a father. 
until I was 28 years old and heard what I'm fixing to tell you. I'm still in the introductory stage, just trying to show you who he is. And I'm trying to show you that evidently, if it's the truth that sets you free, I would be finding out what the truth is. I haven't told you that yet. What is it? I'm fixing to share that with you. I'm in the intro phase. Set me free. I've already listed one, sin. And now we're talking about they had a father who was not God the father. Who could it be? If you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you're determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You're doing the things your father does. That's the second time he said, you have a different father. We're not illegitimate children. They protested. The only father we have is God himself. What they don't realize, they're talking to God himself. That's who they're talking to. It is God talking to them. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. If God were your father, you would love me. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, and that's why you want to kill me. It's all instigated by your father, the devil, who has taken control of you. 1 John 5, 19. He works in you. Ephesians chapter 2. He's taken you prisoner. Remember, I've come to release the prisoner. Everyone has been taken captive by the devil. 2 Timothy 2.24. The Lord's servant, I'm one of them. Must be kind to everyone. Not resentful. Must not quarrel. He must be able to teach. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct. I wonder why. Gently instruct so that God will grant them repentance. Leading them to a knowledge of the truth. And they'll escape from the trap of the devil who's taken them captive to do his will. The whole human race. You either belong to God and he's your father, or you are imprisoned, controlled by the devil himself. There is no in-between, ladies and gentlemen, He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. This is stupid, is what the guy said. You know what else he says? There's no God. Religion, stupid. For there is no truth in the devil when he lies. Listen. He speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Father of murder, father of lies. How's the murder rate going now in the United States of America? 
How's the murder rate going in the United States of America? Is it up? Is it up? I wonder why so many people are being murdered. Unborn children, people walking on the street. I mean, like, I wonder why so much killing. Your father was a murderer from the beginning. You belong to your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. What does the truth set you free from? Satan. I just gave you 2 Timothy 2.24. I'm hoping that God will grant you repentance here today if need be. And you'll come to a knowledge of the truth, which I've not told you yet. I'm just giving you the warm-up bad news. you got to be set free from Satan. Y'all raised your hand said we're sinners. You have to be set free from sin. Don't tell me you're not guilty. You don't feel guilty from time to time. You say, why do I feel guilty? Because, because of your sin. That's why you feel guilty. The mental wards are full of people who are full of guilt. Sometimes sins perpetrated against them. Sometimes their own sins perpetrated against someone else. They're full of guilt. They have more strengths than psychiatrists running around trying to give them drugs and get them, on, get them on their feet, keep them from being depressed. Drugs for depression, about 50 billion a year, one of these guys said, who sells them. He said, what in the world? Guilt! You have to be set free from it. The truth will set you free from that. Wouldn't it be nice to be set free from Satan, sin, guilt, you want to hear some more good news? Set you free from law. These people hear that Jesus is saying they have another father rather than God. You say they're under a law of works. That's what everybody on planet earth is under. The ones outside Jesus. You say they're all under a system of work. The Sharia code that the Muslims have. You say that very code that they dreamed up will condemn them. You say do they have a law against do not murder, don't murder? Yeah. You say, the Sharia code says don't murder. Yeah. You're like, looks like they're violating that one. A lot. Some far-out Indian tribe, you say, were there laws about whose woman was whose and what stealing was inside the tribe and what this was and that what? Sure. All the way down to the smallest tribe. The truth about Jesus will set you free from being under a code you never even come close to keeping. You know what the problem with law is? The law is not the problem. There's no provision when you violate it. That's the problem with it. There's no recourse. You violate the law, you die. How many times do I have to violate it? Just one time? And you stay dead forever. And then there's that final act of the mother, not only the mother of all arrivals, the God who made the cosmos comes through a human being without any sex involved. That's an arrival, Jack. And you say, and while he was here, when he dies on a cross, to solve your sin, problem, you're like, 
What happened to him then? Three days later, raised from the dead, bodily. He said, grab me and see, touch me and see. I'm not a ghost. They're like, they were looking at him, scared of him, because they throw him down. And they're looking at him and they're like, Got anything here to eat? What? I'm hungry. Give me something to eat. Spirits don't eat. Bodies consume food, right? You say, what was he telling you folks here 2,000 years later? There's life beyond the grave. If you culminated your arrival on planet Earth, by standing there after you were graveyard dead and standing there and say, check this out. If that's the way you culminated your visit, I think I would call that the mother of all visits. Wouldn't you? I mean, I'll set you free from Satan, from sin, from guilt, from law, from the grave. Check this out. And they're all standing there saying, we with you. We be with you. And when they took off out of there and some fool come along saying, we'll cut your head off. They said, well, go ahead. Because based on our observation, you can't kill us, dude. And they went forward and most of them were slaughtered for it. And they suffered reproach and insult and ridicule all day long. They just kept preaching the word with no fear. Anyone who believes in me, if any, even if he dies, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And finally... You say, Phil, does it set us free from anything else? Because up to now, this is pretty powerful. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you that you received. If you're in the audience, you say, you want me to receive the gospel truth about Jesus of Nazareth and what he did. Yeah. Look. You say, what's an, an exact outline of what you just said? We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints. The faith and love, I'm in the book of Colossians. It's a complete outline of what I just said to you for the last 20 minutes. Stored up for you in heaven, you've already heard about, listen, in the word of truth, that's what sets you free, the gospel that has come to you. All over the world, the gospel is producing fruit and growing just as it has been doing since the day you heard it and understood God's grace and all its truth. Then he talks about you being added to the kingdom. That's when you get into the kingdom of God. Then he talks about everybody heard it. Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish. There goes Satan. There goes your sin. There goes your guilt. And he finds he ends it up by saying... 
when this all this is given to you in your account. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the flesh, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men like law would do, but with a circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism. You need to do that. It's your spiritual circumcision. And through your faith in the power of God. Then he talked about the law that you're set free from. He forgave us our sins. He canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. There goes the law. You're set free from that too. And you say, and his mighty resurrection in Colossians 3, since then you've been raised with Christ. When's that? When you were baptized. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He's there to mediate for you 24-7 and remove any sin you will ever commit. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Listen, for you died when you were baptized, and you were buried, your body, and you were born again. For you died. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. He set you free from Satan, sin, guilt, law, and on top of all that, the grave, and on top of all that, hellfire itself. Yeah, it's stupid, all right. What's going to happen to the people who say, y'all are all stupid for following Jesus of Galilee? God's going to pay back trouble to those who trouble you. All that persecution and ridicule and insult. He's going to give you relief for your troubles. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven. There's not but one more event that's ever going to happen in human history concerning this individual. Mother of all arrivals. Murder of all visits. Mother of all departures. You say, Hattie, what happened to him? He's standing there talking to him about 40 days after he was raised from the dead. After the mother of all visits, he's alive. They killed him. He's standing back. You say, that'd be a pretty good visit right there. That's the way to, that's the way to end that visit. Oh, yeah. So he's standing there talking to him. And he said, well, y'all stay right here. I'm going to give you some power in a few days. Don't leave Jerusalem because you're going to be my witnesses starting here. Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Hold here, boys. And look, without a rocket booster, in a human body, glorified one, they're all looking up, which I would do. I'm like, whoa. Now there's the mother of all departures. Do you have anyone who's ever topped the arrival of Jesus, the visit of Jesus, or the departure of Jesus. Can you think of someone maybe just off the top of your head? No. Me? Who was that, Sai? <laughs> Let me tell you all something. He's coming back one more last. You're going to mess with somebody like this? Stupid. This is beyond incredible. All of your problems are solved. Where did the cosmos come from? In the beginning, God made it. He said, where did human beings come from? God made us. We have some problems. He solved them. 
afraid of dying. He's going to fix that. He's fixed that. He's coming back for us. The tombs will be opened up and the bodies will come forth from them. We're going to live forever. He's going to pay back those who do not know God. You will know the truth. The truth will set you free. He's going to punish those who don't know Him and who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. You have to hear it, the gospel. Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. You have to believe it. I want to remind you of the gospel, what you receive. By this gospel you say it, if you hold the word, otherwise you believed in vain. Christ died, was buried, and raised from the dead. You've got to believe that. And this text, 2 Thessalonians 1, 8, says you have to obey it. You have to die to sin. Don't you know you can't keep sinning? You died to sin. How can you live it any longer? Don't you know that all of you who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? You were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that, just like he was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Simple enough? Well, do it. You're visiting, you say, well, I never put that together. I have to, through faith, die to sin, be buried, and when I come forth, God seals me with imperishable seed, his spirit. I'm participating in the resurrection of Jesus in a warm pool of water. His real death back there 2,000 years ago, I participate in it right here today. Is that cool or what? You got a better idea? What is your idea that will top that? If this is not true, all the Obamacare in the world is not going to get you out of the ground. Right? You want to go the insurance route, the human insurance route? Go ahead, nutcakes. It's not going to get you out of the ground. I love my country. But you know what? I love God Almighty way more. You want to know why? Because the United States government cannot remove my sin nor can it raise me from the dead. Right? So I'm going with the Almighty God. I pray for our country. We try to win as many as we can. If you want to obey the gospel here today, the truth that sets you free, you come right down here. I'm not going to be here. I'm fixing to leave the premises. Then I'm coming back and do this same speech again. Is it a wacky world or what? You say, well, you come back with as much enthusiasm as you had when you were here right now. I'll come back with as much enthusiasm. I'm stirred up about this. I, I love what's happened on our behalf. Aren't you? Father, I pray for anyone here. I pray that they just see this is not complex. It's not rocket science at all. Long ago, it's been 99,150 Sundays ago. Your son, Jesus, beat the grave. We are here today, Father, 
remembering that day and that event. What a way, what a way to culminate an awesome arrival and a more than awesome visit. All I can say is, Father, thank you for giving us that living hope that we can come forth from the grave and live on. I pray for that couple we talked to. Their son just died, Father, physically. But according to your word, Father, he is alive. He is in heaven. And Jesus is going to bring him back when he ends this whole thing. There's only one more arrow left, Father. It's the same one who got here with that awesome arrival. He's coming back one more time to gather up his people, raise their bodies from the cemeteries, reunite them with their souls and spirits, and we're all out of here alive and we will live eternally. We inherit what you have. Thank you, Father, for making that possible for us. It's in the name of Jesus I pray to anyone here that's in the audience who has not obeyed the gospel yet that they will come forth. Amen. All right.